Tanisan's Cat Map On a wet and windy morning in early June, Tanisan was cleaning the downstairs of her house when she accidentally discovered a gateway to another dimension, which, when you think of it, is just the sort of thing that might happen. Like many of the great breakthroughs, it seemed to come from nowhere, for as she was vacuuming a corner of the living room, the picture on the wall above her fell off and hit her on the head. Ow! she grumbled as she rubbed a noggin and looked about. Where did that come from? The offending item was an old black and white photograph of her grandmother, Tanisan Senior Senior, an austere-looking lady posed rather stiffly with her prized collection of throwing stones and her pet cat Tama. Yet it was not so much the picture itself that drew Tanisan's attention as the back of it. In the clash between the sturdy wooden frame and Tanisan's head, the frame had come off worse. In fact, the flimsy piece of pulperboard that held the photograph in place had come loose, and she could now see that there was something tucked away beneath it. So she reached in gingerly, and with thumb and forefinger, extracted a neatly folded document, yellowed with age. With some excitement, she carried it through onto the kitchen table and opened it out. It appeared to be a map of some sort, with different coloured roots, crisscrossing the page in a seemingly haphazard fashion. They appeared to be named after pet cats, Jiro, Kio, Maru and so on. Now, this would have confounded even the wisest of antiquarians, but Tanisa knew exactly what it was. What she'd stumbled on by sheer happenstance was her grandmother's legendary cat map, rumoured to have been stolen by the Nazis in 1938. The story of how this remarkable artefact came into being had passed into family legend. Back in the late 1920s, Tanisan's grandmother had been called back to her hometown of Gifu to attend an ageing aunt who'd been taken ill. However, in the last-minute rush to catch the afternoon train, she forgot to feed her pet cat, Tama. Imagine her surprise, then, when having travelled all the way there only to discover in the most unpleasant way possible that it was merely a case of trapped wind, she felt something soft and slinky brush against her leg, and on looking down beheld her beloved Tamachan, rubbing up against her ankles and still waiting for his dinner. There could be no doubt that it was Tamachan, for he had that unmistakable nick in his left ear where he'd been bitten by a belligerent husky. But how he'd managed to cover the 300-kilometre distance from Tokyo to Gifu, presumably without the benefit of public transport, was anyone's guess. It seemed that the only way of getting to the bottom of the mystery was by recreating it. So on her return to Tokyo, Senior Senior left Tamachan at her aunt's house with strict instructions to keep him locked inside until further notice. However, not only was he present when she got home, but had clearly been there for some time. Time enough, it seemed, to catch and kill a couple of mice before falling asleep on top of the piano. Sensing that she was on the brink of some great discovery, Senior Senior decided to find out how he was able to do this. So over a period of months, she followed him on his nocturnal excursions into some of the seedier back streets of Ikibukuro. What she found was that he tended to adopt one of two basic routes from her house. Yet at some point along the way, she would always lose him, which is to say he would turn a corner or dart under a fence and just not be there anymore. Why this happened, she couldn't say. 
But then she got it into her head that his ability to disappear was somehow linked to his behaviour pattern prior to doing so. So she began to record all of his little habits and idiosyncrasies in the hope of hitting upon the correct sequence of actions to unlock his secret cat paths. Here is a sample to illustrate the point. Route 1, Node 2. 1. On reaching Sanja Cat Shrine, sit on top step and gaze vacantly into middle distance. 11 seconds. 2. Raise left leg and lick bottom. 15 seconds. 3. Lower leg and gaze vacantly into middle distance again. 9 seconds. Now, it was not always easy for Senior Senior to replicate these moves, try as she might. Yet at some point, she must have stumbled upon the correct sequence of actions. For according to family legend, she finally succeeded in opening up Tamachan's cat paths, allowing her to cross great distances in the blink of an eye. She then went on to conduct similar experiments on other cats, compiling a fairly comprehensive and easy-to-use cat map of the city, presumably the self-same cat map that had now fallen into Tanisan's hands. For the Tannies, this presented a unique opportunity to further their highly dubious business interests. The Tokyo cat map became the basis of an extraordinary smuggling network, so beyond anything that had come before that they were able to run rings around the authorities. For a while then, they became one of the most successful crime families in all of Tokyo. Indeed, I very much suspect that they would not have had such cause for celebration since the Metropolitan Police Department burnt to the ground in the Kanto earthquake of 1923. Sadly, though, it was not to last. Under pressure from some very powerful business rivals, they became increasingly concerned that the map would eventually fall into the wrong hands, which was a bit on the rich side since it already had. Still, certain steps were taken to ensure that it stayed in the family. Every existing copy was burned, leaving only the original, which Senior Senior guarded jealously. To her dying day, she maintained that the Tokyo cat map would remain hidden until a righteous person came along. A person of sound character and impeccable judgment. A person who had the vision, the wisdom and the maturity to use it wisely. Yes, well, I'll leave you to draw your own conclusions about that. Righteous or not, the temptation to try out the cat map was simply too great for Tanisan to resist. Imagine it. Your own private subway system, with no fares, no waiting times, and no being shoehorned into carriages with a lot of ill-tempered people with sweaty armpits and bad breath. However, before she could even begin to explore this most rarefied of transportation systems, there was something else that she would have to do. Since her grandmother's time, the landscape of Tokyo had changed utterly, due in no small part to the tireless wartime efforts of the United States Army Air Forces. So if any of the original cat paths still existed, they may not go to the same places as before. What Tanisan did then was to draw them out onto a large sheet of tracing paper, which she then superimposed onto a modern map of the city. And sure enough, what she found was that some of the paths now came out in the middle of train tunnels, or under investment banks, or on the main runway at Hanada Airport. Obviously, these were to be avoided at all costs, but there were others that were of particular interest to her. Now, there are many commendable things that a cat map could be used for. 
It could, for example, play a vital role in evacuating senior citizens in the event of an earthquake, or transporting donor organs to sick patients on life support systems. Yet Tanisan gave not a single moment's thought to either of these applications. What she did notice was that the path closest to her house, attributed to a cat called Momo, what she decided to call the Momo Lime, came out in the exact same spot where the Ikebukuro branch of Uniqlo now stood. By an odd coincidence, she also happened to know that their summer sale was due to begin the very next day. Understand this, it was not that Tanisan actually wanted any new tank tops or fleeces or seamless knickers. No, what appealed to her was the feeling of superiority she would get from having first dibs on any discount item, regardless of its desirability. In short, it was the principle of the thing. So bright and early the following morning, she left the house and headed off in the direction of the Meiji Dori, using the modified cat map to pinpoint the entrance to the Momo line. Following Senior Senior's instructions, she headed down an alleyway that ran between her local convenience store and a lady's hairdresser. Then turning left at the timber merchants, she rubbed her cheek against the gatepost as indicated in the unlocking notes. At the next corner, there was a rickety little cat shrine, marked on the original drawing by an inky circle. It was strewn with manike nekos, those cute little cat statues that seem to be waving goodbye, but are actually beckoning you on. What she was supposed to do next was to stand there for nine seconds and then run at it full tilt. Understandably, though, she had her reservations. Her grandmother had been known for her unusual sense of humour, usually at someone else's expense, so it was entirely feasible that all that was going to happen was a very big crash. Yet as was so often the case, Tanisan's curiosity prevailed. So she braced herself, shut her eyes, and counted down slowly from nine to one. On one, she suddenly rushed at it. Then all at once, there was a flash of light accompanied by a very peculiar stretching sensation, like being sucked through a straw with a loud schlup. Fortunately, she only had to put up with it for a split second before finding herself in a small cubicle with a mirror on one side and a curtain on the other. Peeping out from behind it, Tanisan discovered that she was in the ground floor changing room of Uniglo, exactly as predicted. But because it was still quite early in the morning, she had the store entirely to herself. Tanisan hurried up the stationary escalator to the ladies' department, where she spent the next few minutes wandering about among the shelves, picking out her favourite items. The trouble was she got so caught up in her own little world of trying on clothes and looking at herself in the mirror that she lost all track of time. Oh yes, Lady Worthington, she said as she gazed at her reflection. As I was just saying to George Clooney, it was very kind of you to invite me to your annual garden party. What do you think of these lace footsies? Just 1,000 yen in the sales, don't you know? No doubt she would have carried on like that for some time, had it not been for the beeping of the store alarm, announcing the arrival of the sales staff, who'd come in early that morning to prepare for the first day of the sale. Caught on the hop and with no time to change back into her own clothes, Tanisan swept up the pile of garments at her feet, then rushed back down to the ground floor cubicle with the express intention of exiting the premises in the same bizarre manner as she'd entered them. Schlup! She disappeared in a flash of light, but did not reappear at the cat shrine as expected. 
Instead, she found herself on stage at the Kabuki Theatre in Ginza as the actors were running through their final dress rehearsal of the play Kanjincho. In point of fact, they'd reached the part where Benke was reading from the blank scroll when Tanisan suddenly appeared before them, wearing nothing more than a beige body shaper. What? she snapped, determined to brazen it out. Schlup! And now she found herself standing outside a small house in some unfamiliar district of the city. There were two young children sat on the step, petting a large grey cat with an ugly scar down the side of its face. The children she'd never seen before, but the cat she recognised instantly. It was William. Her William. Here, in this place. It's difficult to say what upset her most. The fact that he had another life that she knew nothing about or that he was being so affectionate with these strangers. Either way, she was not about to let it go. So she flounced over in her big beige knickers, and as if that wasn't enough, she was actually steaming, which was an inevitable side effect of faster-than-light travel. "'What's going on here?' she snapped jealously. "'Come, William!' The little boy, who couldn't have been more than five, was so startled by her appearance that he burst into tears. "'Well, it's no good blubbing,' jided Tanisan. "'You've been caught out!' So man up and face the music. With that, she dropped the pile of Uniglo clothes and made a grab for William, but the little girl, being less timid than her brother, clung on to him tightly. Okasan, Okasan, she called out. There's a steaming lady in enormous pants trying to steal Ichiro. I think she's menopausal. Yes, yes, call your mother, urged Tanisan, as she wrestled the seven-year-old for possession. I'm sure she'll be very interested to know what a pair of thieving little catnappers you are. And his name's not Ichiro, it's William. With that, she finally managed to snatch him away, but William was having none of it. He did not like being held by Tanisan. Or perhaps I should say, he found it weird, very, very weird. So he wriggled and squirmed and clawed until she couldn't hold on to him any longer. Then as soon as he was free, he shot off down a side street. Tanisan raced after him. But then he disappeared in a flash of light, so she followed him down the cat path, vanishing in the same abrupt manner. Schlup! Schlup! The next thing she knew, she was back at her own house. As for the children, they were sent to bed early for making up stories about steaming ladies in fabulous pants, which just goes to show that there is some justice in the world after all. So what had actually happened when she left Uniglo? That was the question she would have to answer before attempting any more superluminal cat jaunts. To find out, she laid the cat map on the kitchen table and traced her path from the clothing store to the theatre. Once you'd unlocked any one of its various portals, you appeared to have access to the entire network. The paths operated like a conventional subway system, in so much as you could change lines wherever they intersected, allowing you to reach any destination without disembarking. In that dizzying series of jumps across the city, she'd evidently gone from the Momo line to the Chie line without even realising it. Even so, that didn't explain her final stop, where she'd run into William. For one thing, she had no idea where that was. And then there was the question of how she'd got from there to her own house. For according to the map, there were no paths that went directly to her address. Put simply, the explanation was this. There was not, nor had ever been, a fixed number of cat paths. New paths were being created all the time. The original map that Senior Senior had produced all those years ago was merely a snapshot. 
Since then, many other felines had come and gone, forever adding to the map's complexity. Even William had played his part. That would explain why she had bumped into him and then ended up in her own back garden. Without even knowing it, she'd accidentally jumped to the William line. Knowing that, Tanisan felt better equipped to try again. But just to be on the safe side, she picked the simplest route she could find, avoiding any unnecessary connections. It was called the Kyo Line, and it took you directly from one of those little catch shrines in Kanamecho to Toyosho Fish Market, which is where all cat paths eventually led. In fact, Tanizan had always fancied the idea of getting there nice and early to buy the fish while it was still ocean fresh. But it was a bit of a trek by public transport, so she'd never got around to it. I won't bore you with the details of the outward journey. Suffice it to say that she arrived at the market without a hitch and bought a very nice piece of tuna for her lunch. Schlup! The steamy jungle environment in which she then found herself was bound on one side by a pool of murky water and a rocky ledge. Thick green foliage rose high above her head, while exotic birds flitted about among the branches of a cedar tree, whose twisted roots had a strange primordial quality. Tanisan looked about and gave a tut. Then she put down her shopping and examined the map to see which part of the metropolis might correspond to the above description. She knew that she couldn't be too far from a centre of population because there was a faint babble of voices in the background. Then one in particular, a child's voice, rose above the rest. Look a car, San, it rang out. There's a lady in the tiger enclosure. The words tiger and enclosure did not immediately register with Tanisan, so she continued to make her way through the undergrowth towards a high wall topped by a security fence. Small boy or girl, she called out, forget all that and come over here for a moment. Would I be right in thinking that this is Yoyogi Park? Just then, there was a rustle in the bushes behind her, so she turned, half expecting to see the child that she'd just been talking to. Instead, she came face to face with a large and very ferocious-looking Sumatran tiger, its amber eyes burning like coals. Huh! went Tanisan, jumping back a step. What are you doing here? Oddly enough, the big cat seemed disinclined to furnish her with an answer. Or rather, the answer it did give was a menacing growl as it padded closer. So then Tanisan grabbed a piece of bamboo and began swishing it about. Back, she warned. Get back, I say. You're invading my personal space bubble. Untutored in the finer points of social etiquette, the savage beast waved a paw in the air and bared its fangs. And of course, Tanisan did nothing to help the situation by catching it a glancing blow on the side of the nose, which only served to enrage the animal even further. Schlup! As she stepped back, she was sucked into the cat map and spat out again in a different place. However, this time, it happened so quickly that she didn't even realise that she was no longer in the tiger enclosure. Instead, she just stood there with her eyes shut, waving the bamboo stick about and uttering cries of, Get back, I tell you! Get back to where you came from! Unfortunately, all this did was to offend a small group of Chinese tourists who were visiting the Sensoji Temple that morning on their three-day tour of Tokyo. Tanisan had materialised between them and the entrance to the main hall. However, as soon as she realised what had happened, she dropped the stick and ran off. As she made her way through the market to the big red bell at the entrance to the Thunder Gate, there was some sort of a commotion behind her, so she looked back. 
Then, as if by magic, the crowd behind her parted down the middle, like the Red Sea during the flight of the Israelites, and the fearsome tiger came bounding through the gap towards her. For some unknown reason, it had followed her into the cat map, although, technically speaking, it had more of a right to be there than she did. Well, that's not fair, is it? she complained, as she strived to put a much greater distance between her and it. Some of these tourists would make much better eating than I would. Shlup, went Tanisan. Shlup, went the tiger. Across town, visitors to the Hello Kitty theme park were enjoying the attractions when Tanisan appeared among them, closely pursued by the big cat, which tore through the gift shop, knocking over shelves and traumatising the customers. Bursting out onto the concourse in a shower of plastic lunchboxes, it ran amok among the terror-stricken public, providing them with a very different sort of feline encounter to the one they'd been expecting. As much as she would have liked to, Tanisan could not stand by and watch all of this mayhem unfold before her very eyes. So while the tiger was prowling from attraction to attraction, she darted into Tic-Tac Castle to consult the cat map, grimly determined to lead the animal to a place where the carnage it wreaked would be less sharply felt. Shlup! Shlup! The members of the house were so busy debating the upcoming security bill that they failed to notice Tanisan as she materialised among them. The tiger's appearance, on the other hand, did not go ignored. In the headlong rush to evacuate the chamber, the Liberal Democrats went scrambling over each other to reach the exits, while various members of the opposition clambered up onto the balconies. Unfortunately, there were no casualties. In spite of Tanisan's best efforts to provide the formidable feline with a roaming buffet, it was still hot on her heels, so all she could do then was to whiz about hither and thither in the hope of throwing it off her scent. Shlup! Tiger! Tiger! shouted Tanisan as she rounded the corner and found herself in a restaurant on the other side of town. The customers stopped eating and gazed at her blankly, so she glanced at the menu, which was all in Korean. Forget it, she said. False alarm. Shlup! 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 Finally, having pinballed around the city, she ended up in a lonely corner of the Yanaka Cemetery. Pausing for a moment to catch her breath, she sat down on a headstone and took out the map, grimly determined to have an escape route ready, just in case. There was another of those little catch shrines several hundred metres on from where she was now, marking one end of the Me Line. She traced along it with her finger until she came to the other end, which emerged on the spot where the Excelsior Hotel now stood. As she did so, she felt something soft brush up against her ankle, so she looked down. A nameless bundle of black fur was peering up at her and mewing plaintively. It was a kitten, a tiny kitten with startling green eyes and a perky tail, undoubtedly the offspring of one of the many stray cats that inhabited this place. Shove off, said Tanisan, giving it a gentle nudge with the side of her foot. I've seen enough of your sort to last me a lifetime, thank you very much. Yet the fearless kitten refused to budge, and soon it was joined by an equally forthright tabby, a Japanese bobtail, an impudent Burmese, and a cheeky Russian blue, which even had the temerity to jump up onto her lap. Oh, well, yes, of course, grumbled Tanisan, now completely inundated with cats. The exact opposite of what I wanted to happen has actually happened. Why wouldn't it? And then it suddenly struck her. They were after the tuna that she'd bought at Toyoshu Fish Market. Yes, of course, the tuna, that was it. 
Jumping to her feet, Tanisan delved into her shopping bag, tore off a strip of fish and tossed it onto the footpath to distract the graveyard stray cats. Then she immediately raced off in the opposite direction, making her way through the back streets of Yanaka until she came to the little shrine that stood at one end of the me line. Schlup! She emerged in a toilet cubicle at the Excelsior Hotel, which was ideal for what she had in mind. Locking the door behind her, she emptied the rest of the tuna into the toilet bowl before doubling back along the same path. This was the most hazardous part of her plan because there was always a chance that she would run into the tiger coming the other way. However, it was a risk that she was just going to have to take. Schlup! A swift half turn to the left and she vanished in a flash of light. Two hours later, she was back at home with the whole ghastly business behind her. To celebrate, she treated herself to an extra-large slice of cherry cheesecake, which she managed to save up until the early evening news came on. The particular item that she'd tuned in to see was the top story that night. Earlier this afternoon, began the reporter, the guests of a hotel in downtown Shinjuku were forced to evacuate the premises when a tiger was discovered in the lobby restroom. Patrons of the Excelsior Hotel in Nishishinjuku were alerted to the animal's presence when unusual chuffs and growling noises were heard coming from the ladies. Fearing that the animal would break free, staff notified the police and a team of experts were called in from Ueno Zoo, from where it is believed to have escaped earlier in the day. How the tiger came to be trapped in a cubicle with its head stuck in the toilet bowl remains a mystery. However, Early indications suggest a link with an as-yet-confirmed incident that took place in Parliament earlier today. News networks and social media have been bombarded with tiger sightings from all across the city, leading some commentators to suggest that more than one animal may be involved. An anonymous tip-off to this station even went so far as to suggest a tiger-based terrorist attack, emanating from, and I quote, You Know Where. Tanisan gave a satisfied nod when she heard this, quietly confident that the viewers would know which country she'd been referring to. I won't spell it out for you, but I'll give you a clue. Let's just say they do a very nice line in steamed dumplings. <laughs>